This is The Straight Dope, episode 20, 100. What do I mean by 100? I mean it's the perfect distance to train precision, rifle, and long-distance shooting. Now, some of you might be laughing, thinking, how in the world can I shoot 100 yards and get better for distance? Well, it's the distance that we zero our rifles. It's the distance that allows us to identify and correct fundamental flaws, bringing our shot group sizes smaller. And from there, when we know that we're shooting at the level that we expect to be able to shoot, we can scale out and build upon that to learn win number, dope, and other things that you have to do at a distance. But if you do those things at a distance, I think you're selling yourself short. So let's look specifically at why I think 100 yards or even 100 meters, is the perfect distance for you to train for your long-distance goals. Let's look back at some of the things that could go wrong in a long-distance shot. Largely, you're going to make a bad wind call, but that wind call stacks on top of your shooter number, your bracket, however we're going to define that. So if you're shooting at a 3MOA target and you shoot 3MOA, there can literally be no wind in order for you to hit that target, which isn't realistic. So your first goal should be bringing your shot group from 3MOA down below 3MOA. And largely, you want to do that to the extent that your wind calling ability can compensate for the size that you're going to be shooting at. So let's say that you focus at 100 yards to bring your shot group down to 2MOA you're going to want to look at inputs and outputs. Working on that takes time, but what I've found is that people that devote about three months can have a significant improvement if all they do is focus on the craft drill at 100 yards and reflect onto the inputs and outputs. That, complemented with dry fire, will reduce your size. Over the last year, dozens of shooters have sent pictures of trophy game, trophies from competition, and just craft numbers that have consistently gotten smaller because they focus on those inputs and outputs. One thing, though, that we haven't really addressed is the idea of parallax. At 100 yards, parallax can be significant enough to add an MOA to your group. So a check that I do almost every time I shoot at 100 yards is wiggle my head if that reticle moves in relation to the target, to my aim point, I've got parallax issues. It has nothing to do with the focus of the target or the focus of the reticle because different scopes are built and designed differently. People have adjusted their ocular focus differently. The way that you're going to check for parallax issues is wiggling your head. If there's movement between the reticle and your aim point, you have parallax issues and you need to adjust it so that that movement comes out. That can contribute to about an inch of deviation, roughly. And I see that happening on paper. I think that's one of the sources that contributes to some people saying that they can shoot better at distance than up close. At distance, parallax goes away with respect to our shooting abilities. So if you're shooting paper at 300 yards and 100 yards, I could imagine a scenario where if you had improper parallax set into your scope, you might shoot a larger group at 100 yards than that at 300 because as you move away, those parallax deviations 
reduce themselves. Check parallax. I was just at a class over the weekend with CR2, and Chris Roberts was teaching people. And one of the things I noticed is that those shooters up close weren't used to shooting paper at 100, and that was something that was not a part of their shot process. I think that it would help all of us quickly when we're shooting at 100 yards to implement a parallax check before shooting because that can contribute to some random occurrences of shots moving out of your point of aim and typical group size. Another way to do this is when you adjust the scope, adjusting it so that there's a very small ring of scope shadow. If that scope shadow's lined up concentrically around the field of view, that more or less lines up the reticle with your point of aim so that even if there is parallax, you're reducing it. But what, what I see on paper when shooters are shooting and they've got parallax issues is that if they don't build or break the position over a series of shots, they can have precision but not accuracy, right? The bullets are landing close together because they're operating in a consistent way. But when they rebuild that position, their sight picture might be off such that now they have another precise group, but its accuracy is different than the other group. So you might have clusters of shots and groups that wander around your aim point, and that's simply because your eye isn't in the same position when you build that position. Now, the craft drill asks that you build and break each position every time, and so shooters with parallax issues tend to have um, an accurate group of a certain size with shots kind of all over the place, unless you have different anchor points that are consistently going to the same spot, which is pretty actually pretty hard to do. Um, and once you eliminate that parallax issues, a lot of times shooters miraculously start having tighter groups, and then all of a sudden they shoot better at 100 than 300, eliminating that kind of source of weirdness that you hear about sometimes on the internet. Now, once parallax is removed and you're training at 100 yards, you know your ability, your, your ideal maximum group size, which then contributes to your understanding the shot capabilities that you're able to make under ideal conditions. On top of that, you need to start stacking the tolerances of the shooters. I just spoke with Ryan Kleckner on his podcast, and he mentioned that he's writing a chapter in a new book that, that discusses the idea of stacking shooter tolerances. I think that we were thinking along the same lines when we were having that conversation that if you shoot one inch and you can call the wind to three miles an hour, a shooter with a gum number of five shooting at 500 yards now has to add three tenths to their group size because a mile an hour equates to a tenth and three tenths I'm just going to round up to be one MOA. A shooter, whatever their group size, say that it's one MOA, now shoots two MOA because of wind uncertainty. Now, no one is shooting one MOA from any position all the time. A great shooter is probably shooting just underneath a two. And as we start to expand from there, most of my listeners are probably shooting between three and four MOA. So we're talking about adding another MOA on top of that at distance with uncertainty. And then we start having to scratch our heads as to 
why a shooter would miss. Well, anyone that answers definitively, I know what happened, doesn't understand the full picture when we're talking about shooting at distance. Those tend to be the questions I ask online to kind of weed out who's going to say it's definitely this and who's going to say, well, it's likely going to be one of these two or three or four issues. Let's check these issues and start to eliminate which one it is kind of logically so that you can get to the bottom of an answer. Most of us have really good questions and it's not uncommon for someone with experience to say it depends. And if they were to elaborate that depends, we would probably be able to isolate out a checklist. It's most likely going to be one of these four things. This one's easy to check. Check, yes or no. Okay, now it's going to be one of these three things. Check, yes or no. I think that's a better way to communicate. Largely because I don't understand almost anything in shooting, but I like to think about it as a way of allowing a shooter to diagnose the problem and come to some logical conclusions before they decide, I need a new gun, I need a new scope. There are often solutions that are right in front of us, and figuring out a proper method to diagnose the issue and train the right thing, rather than just spending a lot of money, would help all of us, including myself. And so I'm trying to encourage discussion and even arguments about how do we pick the right things to ask so that we can go through a checklist to diagnose what the problem is. If we're shooting at distance and a shooter misses the target, we have no idea why they missed, but we can ask a few things. What's their ability to measure and assess the wind? What's their shooter bracket? What's the target size? Was their angle? Was their parallax? Was their mirage? Uh, it's very very hard to say what those issues are, but I think if we make a logical list of things that it could be and start checking those off with diagnostics, we'll realize pretty quickly that a lot of those diagnostics take place at 100 yards. So that's why I think 100 yards is the sweet spot for us to learn and build a foundation that can carry us to distance. It's why the Rifle Craft Challenge measures people on paper at 100 yards. And it's why I think most shooters would benefit from shooting at 100 and asking a lot of these questions. Okay, so I usually say go to Riflecraft log and support the project. Supporting the project means subscribing to Riflecraft. And I like that people are starting to subscribe. It adds benefits like multiple platforms. It allows you to color code your targets. It gives you shooter brackets. It gives you access to a lot of tools that help you diagnose and assess what's going on. And we're about to layer in another feature, which is a more specific extension of these podcast episodes where we break down case uses with pictures. We have drill targets that you can use. And I'm going to record extensions to every podcast starting today. And we're going to release this feature in a couple of weeks, but subscribers at riflecraft.com are going to get kind of specific cases and specific drills, as well as a platform that they can ask questions, which I'll answer weekly and get to the bottom of subscriber-based questions to help you diagnose and assess what's going on in a more detailed way. When I talk about products, I'm not going to be general. I'm going to say specifically, I use this 
here's what I found was good, here's what I found was bad, but that's only going to come on the private subscriber platform on riflecraft.com. So if you want to get ahead of that, we're going to start releasing ways for you to ask questions, provide me targets that I can assess and discuss on that podcast as it relates to these episodes of The Straight Dope, and we'll take that and carry it further on the subscribers so that it's more of a one-on-one discussion with the people who are active as what am I doing wrong? What would you do in this position? How would you read this target? What equipment has worked? What equipment hasn't worked? What have you broken? What are your goals? And start talking about what the things that we plan on doing with our rifle systems that we've been training for. A lot of people have very expensive hunts coming up. So we can discuss what would you carry hunting? What are the deal breakers and the time hacks that you would train for to know that you're ready for it? Uh, people that are training for competitions, we can we can break down their shooter process, their diagnostics to know that they're ready to go to those competitions, and so on and so forth. I think it'll be fun, and it's something that I want to add to boost and provide subscribers with something more so that there's added value to being there. That helps support the podcast, it helps support the website, And it gives you more specific answers to the questions that you might have that I raise from this. Because now the questions are coming in at such a high frequency that I can't get through all of them. And I would rather answer the questions to people that are subscribing because they're putting their money where their mouth is. So if you want that one-on-one attention, please subscribe. And I will devote all the time to answer all of the questions on that podcast extension through the Riflecraft website. So if you like this and want to keep listening and share it without subscribing, just share it with your friends. Make social media posts and tell them that this is making you better and we can quantify that because it's all about quantifying and repeatable results anywhere, anytime. And it starts with knowing your foundation and that foundation starts at 100 yards. Until next time.